Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's gorgeous guest is Piper DeYoung. She is a brand mentor and graphic designer, and she has a special place in my heart because she specializes in our wonderful uh, hairstylist industry and helps all of us get clear on our brand, on our colors, on how to get that right fit client to show up in our chair. Welcome, Piper. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I love starting my mornings like this, <laughs> chatting with people. <laughs> yeah. I, my favorite part of the podcast and being now an educator in the industry is the connections and finding and meeting people like you who between, you know, me teaching color, you teaching branding and how to build a website. And there's people who specialize in teaching cutting. There's so many resources now and when we all come together, it creates the ultimate package to just be super branded and confident behind the chair. You landed on my radar about a year ago when I attended a summit. This young girl, Hannah, you know, put out an ad on Facebook and was like, come to my summit. And I love all things virtual. That's my life right now. So I was like, okay, I'll sign up. And it was a little bit of everything. And I, I still can't quite figure out who Hannah is, about what her role was, because everything else was beauty. I don't, she's not in our industry, is she? She's not actually, Hannah was my virtual assistant. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Good to know. They're always, they're always good. Good to know. They are. Um, but she did a great job on the summit, but I told you right before we pushed record that you really stood out to me. Um, you shined brightly in that training and what you had to say. It was the first time that I had ever seen branding explained down to the actual choice of the color palette, how to find your palette. You know, one of the, speaking of virtual assistants, one of the biggest disconnects for me when I entered into this online space was getting that branding right. You know, I hired a virtual assistant and the branding was so bad. And I'm like, she's a great virtual assistant, but she's not a graphic designer. So you get to the point where you need to hire the designer, the logo creator, the website developer, the coach to help you get the website out to the market. I feel like in you, I found like the total badass package because wow. you start with that brand color and then you take it through that entire client journey on how to bring it all together. So, so tell the people listening um, a little bit about what that is that I'm chatting up. Yeah. Wow. First off, thank you so much. I'm like, I'm so glad that that talk resonated with you. And it's crazy to think back. Uh, that was almost like a year ago. And really it was like a month after everything shut down in 2020. And so, um, and needless to say, we've all been virtual since then. Um, but yeah, my, uh, what I do now is I help hairstylists and makeup artists style their business with branding and web design. And for me, um, branding is always 
been the foundation to anything I've ever launched. Um, without that, I think you're left not you're you're going to be lost in how to communicate and find that perfect client that's going to sit in your chair and um, not only allow you to do a service that you love, but also um, like kind of be uh, what is that thing like be in alignment with what you the business that you want to create. Um, and so the kind of just to talk a little bit about that talk that I did or the class that I had done was really just leading people through my process of what I've always done when I've launched any sort of business per se is like starting with the foundation of my visual branding and um, who I am, wh who I want to communicate to, how, how am I using a color and the right color to make sure it's speaking on my business's behalf the right way um, and that it's attracting that person I want to work with and then taking that even further and building a professional website and not just relying on social media. I think a lot of times nowadays people think like, oh, I've got an Instagram that's good enough, but I still think there is huge power in having a professional website. And um, in fact, like I know for me, I take a business a little bit more seriously when I see that they have a website and also good social media. It's not one or the other because I've also landed on websites and there's no social media presence and social media humanizes our brand, right? We get to see who's behind it. So I, I really love, and I teach my students inside of my course and even my one-on-one -on -one clients that, you know, it's, we got to start with the foundation of visual branding and then taking that and like putting that out there in our marketing, in our uh, web design as well. I so wish that I met you three, four years ago when I started on this online journey. Um, even with my salon, I opened my salon 30 years ago and I was in my 20s. I had come from a huge chain salon that was in a mall. It was very upscale and they had an excellent training program, but they were not, you know, leaders in any way in branding or anything like that. So my, my original salon was called Splash. I was 22 years old. So all I wanted was like this, the, the word splash with these water splashes coming off it. And I had these cheesy, remember this was the 80s. So you got to cut me some slack, but <laughs> white, a white sweatshirt with the word splash in fuchsia. And then the water splashes were blue. My mom still has the sweatshirt and she tortures me and wears it to make fun of me. But I had no idea, no idea that if taking the time to get more clear on the branding, you know, my branding at that time screamed neighborhood family salon. So I got the two-year-old with the hairy taffy that's pumping the chair up and down and spinning it around and touching everything and going for the hot irons and I'm sweating and stressing going, why am I doing two-year-olds when I specialize in hair color? Like it just didn't ever occur to me that I had total complete choice to design my own career the way that I wanted it to be. But, and even as owner of the salon, I still kept working Saturdays and I had small kids and I showed up every Saturday and I was tired and I was mad that I was there because my kids were, you know, home and I should have been spending time with them, watching them play baseball and soccer and all these things. But because the industry always did Tuesday through Saturday, I did yeah. Tuesday through Saturday. Right. So like you look back on it and now, you know, 17 years in, I said, you know what? No, I'm doing Monday through Friday and it's going to be okay. And it was, 
And then it was um, going to be the only salon in the area that specializes. You either do color or you cut. I don't want people to be generalists. I want them to go all in in one area. And my business exploded when we did that. So taking those risks, but also forging a path and being organized and having the right branding colors, the right menu, the right website, you know, to your point, when, when you look up um, a business last night, this is so random, but last night on Instagram, Sarah Blakely, who invented Spanx, had a post on this guy who makes your face into a custom pancake. He does pancake oh art. Yeah, yeah. And I'm such a dork. I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And I need to meet him because I need to have him in one of my virtual events because that's entertaining, right? Doing a face with a pancake. But when I went to look him up, I wasn't impressed with the website or the Instagram. And I'm mm. like, this is such a great idea, but he's not getting that yeah. he really needs to have that because he's from, I want to say Indiana or something. So like, how would I ever find him in Indiana if right. he's not going to have that right presence? Right. It's so crazy to hear you. Like I, I've done the same thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I go and I land on like their branding or their Instagram. And I'm like, do they, oh, so it's just like, I might ask myself, oh, I don't see anything else like regarding this is, was that just like a one-off hobby thing that they maybe did? Like, are they, do they do this full time? Like there, it leaves the customer with so many questions and that's where good branding answers those questions on your behalf, you know, and talks for you, your website. But it's so crazy to hear you talk about, um, you know, starting your salon over, you know, 30 years ago and your first one, I think if you think about it, it back then a lot, like years and years ago, right? 30 years ago, <laughs> we like even 10, 10, 15 years Absolutely. ago, I feel like it wasn't, um, I think as a small businesses, we still had the mentality that like branding and good design was for the big businesses, right? Like 100%. I have to have a lot of money to hire an you know, a marketing firm, a branding and design. And it was a lot of money. It was a lot. It still yeah. could be a lot of money too nowadays. But there, I think because of social media and there's so much information out there, there's new tools like Canva, there's design platforms like Squarespace. It, you are worthy of a brand and you have always been worthy, but maybe it's more accessible to people now than it was even 15 years ago, you know, or like, um, I just think, you know, I just think back, it's crazy. I was talking to my aunt the other day and I was like, yeah, I think it's in, in like the early 2000s. I was like, wait, 2000 was 21 years ago. How did that happen? Like, it's so crazy, but it, it seems like it wasn't that far away, but it was far away and how long we've come in technology and the accessibility for people to be able to do things. You look at the phenomenon with YouTube, you can make your own show. You don't need Disney or NBC to come to you and say, Hey, I'm going to give you the opportunity to make your own show. You can do it yourself now. And I think that's, what's so great about the day that we're living in and the age that we're living in. We can do it ourselves. We don't need permission from other people, or we don't need a huge budget even to make things look good. I love that. And I love that you said you can do it yourself because what I wanted to um, be sure to touch on is that as 
hairstylists, you know, don't get me started about what you're not prepared for coming out of beauty school. That's a whole <laughs> other passion project. That's like burning a hole in my heart right now. I'm trying, I just keep trying to swat it away because I know it's going to make my life crazy, but it's so needed. Like it's don't, I, I can't even go down that road, but you come out completely unprepared and now you're told, so you have to have a brand an Instagram presence um, you have to know how to do TikTok and reels and, you know, jump on a YouTube video and do this and that. And it's like very overwhelming to do all the things. And then along comes clubhouse, which is sucking my time, like <laughs> crazy. And it's actually making me really anxious. Like it's making me feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm doing a lot, you know? Yeah. So it's, it can be kind of like that thief of comparison of like, oh my gosh, I need to do more. But I love your business is set up. And this was my favorite part when I looked at your website is I thought, oh, another person who's trying to teach me how to make my own website. I don't want to learn. I am 53. I am very tech savvy, but that's not my zone of genius. Like I want to help people learn how to color hair. I don't want to spend six weeks building my website because that's how long it would take someone like me. So I love that you are for everyone because there's going to be that hairstylist that is super creative. They love that you're giving them the how to, and they can follow along and do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be people like me that are saying, thank God for you, Piper, do it for me, charge me anything that you want. Just give me a finished product that looks like your website because your yeah. website's amazing. So I'm like, do that. I want yeah. that, but I want these colors and I want this picture, you know? So that's amazing that you are for everyone. Um, Cause it can, again, be overwhelming. You buy a course, which, you know, what do you want? Do you want Pinterest? I have Jenna Kutcher. Do you want YouTube? I have Sunny Lanner Doozy. Like yeah, I have yeah. probably 20 grand in online courses. Um, but I, yours is the perfect price point for someone who wants to do it themselves and is the perfect price point for the done for you. So you are an absolute gift to either a new stylist starting out that has is so overwhelmed and doesn't know anything, or maybe somebody like me, I just moved to a new state and I could have a whole fresh start, fresh branding, fresh everything. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a lot. I feel you on the, I feel like nowadays, I know we could talk like online space too, but um, the other day I was trying to find someone to do it for me. Like I, I wanted to hire someone to do it. And even like um, as someone, for example, like I'm hiring another designer on my team, even though design is my zone of genius and I love doing it. There's the thing is, is like, our time is so limited sometimes. So it's also being um, resourceful to be like, hey, you know what, I'm, this isn't the thing that I'm going to do right now, but I'm going to outsource it. Um, and maybe later on, I might go in and update or maintain. But um, it was funny, because I was trying to find a done, like someone to do it for me, <laughs> done for you service. And I just kept following along course after course after course. And I was like, no, I don't have time to sit in a course right now. Like, I just need someone, I'll, I'll invest extra, you know, knowing that someone's going to have to do it for me. But um, yeah, it, I almost took away done for you services. And for me, I actually realized that. I love, yeah, I love working with my clients. I do, I'm only able to take on a certain amount of clients, but the ones that I do, like they end up renewing their contract and I work with them more than just like a six month period. It's like, we're going on, they kind of stay with me and I'm grateful that my clients stay with me in that 
sense, the ones that I am working for you, I'm working more in their business because um, I, I like to say um, it's a very, like, I'm really in my client's business with them, like every month um, because it's, I don't know. It's like not just the branding and web design. Like I'm also helping them in launching digital products. And so it's a little bit more like beyond just the website and the branding, but I'm so grateful. I love doing done for you. But then at the same time, I, I thought back of like me when I first just started and I'm like, I wish I would have had my course when I first started. I had to go to Google and spend way more time to figure it out. Right. Um, and so, yeah, my course is really my baby. Like I really created it for the me when I was getting started like 10 years ago. And it's been really cool to see um, the students that are in there just like feel empowered to be like, oh, I can have like really great branding and web design and I can figure out who that ideal client is for me. And I can make a website and maintain it and feel like proud. I, I, I feel like a lot of times we might create something too. And then we never put it out there because it's not perfect. And I'm like, your branding is always going to evolve. Like I always try and tell my students, like if I, if you looked at my first website 10 years ago, it's completely different than the website I have right now. And in between there, there was two to three more websites, you know, like, so we got to just start somewhere and, um, yeah, especially with branding and website, you can get a little like perfectionist syndrome. And I'm like, it's going to be okay. Make your decision in confidence. Let's move forward because you might tweak this a year from now. And that's okay. Like that is evolving. You know, like I think about big brands like Coca-Cola, their branding and advertising is completely different than in the 1950s than what they do now, because they've evolved. Values have evolved. Society has changed. So we're, your brand is always going to be evolving. So true. And I love that you said you created it for the former you, because that's exactly why I do what I do. I love the phrase, your mess becomes your message, yeah. because when you know how much you struggle to get something done, mm -hmm. you know, there's a million of you out there feeling the same exact way. And that's exactly every program, every pop-up class that I do, I say, what was I feeling when I didn't know? And how can I simplify that process and help that person to know? Um, I love that your clients are staying with you and that you're integrated into their brand because it always does have to evolve. I just found out the other day I was in, it was a, an Instagram training and they said Instagram began in 2010. I could not believe that, that yeah. it's, since 2010. And, and I, right now, I think I'm sitting at like 3,600 followers and I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been on this thing. I got on in 2012. Yeah. So I'm like, I've been on this thing since 2012 and I only have 3,500 followers. So when I think of branding, when I'm on clubhouse now, and you know, that as soon as you speak, the mm -hmm. whole you know, audience is going to go and check out your Instagram. I actually cringe because I don't want them to look at my Instagram. I feel like I need to rip it down and totally start over again because, you know, I was like early forties when I started doing it, it was for kids at the time I got on there to stalk my kids. I wanted to make sure they weren't doing anything inappropriate. Yeah. So yeah. I started out, my, my name was Laney cake because my kids named me that. Cause I make awesome pancakes, pancakes <laughs> again. Um, so I didn't intend to use it for business. 
And then all of a sudden I'm this online brand educator and I have to have a strong Instagram and I hate every second of it because I feel like no matter how much I work at it, how many classes I take on hashtags, on when to post, how to post, how often to post, what content, what to do, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's absolutely exhausting. So I love what you said in the beginning of our chat that it's website and Instagram. It's website, yeah. Instagram, and Facebook and LinkedIn. And you, you, if you have that strong brand that you help them to finesse and find, then it's easier to, you know, if you Google me now, like if you type in my name, it's like my book, my YouTube, you know, yeah. teaching at shows, like all these things pop up. So I don't have to lean on how shitty my Instagram is and be like, oh God, they're not going to learn from me if they go by my Instagram, because that's not all that I am is my Instagram. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel you on the Instagram thing. It's so exhausting. I'm like, I'm actually trying to hire that out right now in my business because if you find them, send them my way because I'm (laughs) over it completely. (laughs) I, I feel you. And not to say like, yeah, my Instagram is my business tool. It's my main marketing tool for my business. But if you were to scroll back and like you're saying 2010, like I have, I have my post there from, I can find, I'll, you can literally scroll back to, I think 2011 and you'll see a screen of my first website. I posted it. I was so excited. It was called Allure Express. And I was like, I don't even know what I was thinking, but, um, but I scroll back to that and even then it was like, I, I was just trying to figure it out. You know, I knew the value and the importance of it. And I also worked like a corporate marketing job too. So I understood that and trying to figure out how to put that into my own personal business. But, um, it's a, it's a journey. It's never going to be perfect. And we're always evolving. And especially when we trans, there's a transition for you, right? You, you took, you went from the mom that was using Instagram to stalk her kids to now saying, wait a minute, I'm going to use this as my marketing tool to help other people and educate them. And with consistency, you've totally transitioned. And I see that. And I think that's incredible. And then, and then you've also built that authority by being on other platforms, having your website, having services for people, coaching people. So it's, um, it's like, it's all, again, it's that journey. And like, I think you're doing an incredible job. And I, yeah, I like, I don't know how to say, I feel you on, it feels like we're never getting it right, but like, you know, you're doing, we're all doing the best we can. And so, yeah. I go live on the regular on Facebook every Wednesday morning. I go live and and just chat about hair color and I bring on guests like you and, and we just chat and everybody watches and it's great. And I get a lot of traction. I, I have a, a really loyal following there. I can prop my phone up and go live on Instagram. And I've done it multiple times just as like a little test. I put it at the same time, same conversation, same everything. And I go back and look and it's like seven people watched it. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I don't understand. All I want to do is swipe up, Piper. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be able to say, swipe up and click the link instead of saying, right, right. go to the link in my bio. People put in the comments because they're my age. What, what is your bio? Where do I, I don't understand. Yeah, Where do yeah. I get this link? You know, so I'm like, and I refuse to buy followers. Like I know people do. It's so obvious to me. I'm like, we started at the same time, girlfriend. There's no way that you're at 125,000 followers and I'm at 3,500 and you didn't pay for any of them. There's no way. 
Yeah. Unless you were streaking naked and went viral and got, you know, a hundred thousand in one day. <laughs> right. No, it, it's, it's funny. Cause the follower thing, like uh, honestly, where I got the majority of my followers was when I did YouTube, like, but I was doing complete, it wasn't business related. So I've actually, I'll be transparent. I I'm losing followers every day because when I transitioned to stop talking about motherhood and when I was doing YouTube and stuff like that, which again, wasn't education based at all. But when I made that transition, I lost followers. I knew I was going to lose followers. And in fact, like literally it keeps dwindling down, but the followers I'm getting are the right ones. And it's yep. now my audience is completely different. It's beauty professionals. And so I'm getting those. I'm not, I hate to say it at the time. I was like kind of in the YouTube, like, um, like the YouTube family scene, family blogging scene, a lot of people that watch that, they're really young kids. Well, when I go to start talking about business and education, they don't care. They're not the buyer. They're not my customer anymore right. per se. And so there's going, I think with any transition, there's going to be the gains and the losses. And like for you, if anything, I think that's really cool. You've been slowly organically gaining growing your audience. And in fact, like you're growing the right people rather than like buying people or getting an influx of people that just started following you because you went viral. But at the end of the day, they're not even, if we're, let's be real, we're in the online space, right? If they're not going to buy from you or like be there to learn from you and consume the content that you actually are passionate about making, then it's like, who cares? You know, like, yeah, yeah. it becomes like a, you don't want it to become an ego thing because yeah. you know that growth is important and exposure yeah. is important, but it's so hard to not go there when yeah. you're like, how can the same piece of content on this platform be awesome? And this platform just die off on the vine. And, yeah. you know, I, I know the latest thing is like to do reels and I watch people my age do reels and I'm like, I don't think I can go there. I can't do the like lip syncing and pointing yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I think to your to your point, my guest is a branding expert. It you, yeah. it needs to be on brand. That's not my brand. Right, right. Yeah. Um, if that's not authentic to you, then don't try and do something that doesn't feel authentic to you. You know, I think that's really important. And if anything, when you try and force yourself to do something that's not you you're going to grow resentment. You're not going to enjoy it anymore. That the fun just gets totally sucked out of it. And, you know, like if you were to try and do reels and that's not you, and then you find yourself, you're like, ah, oh, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it can, for us, I think like sometimes it can spiral. And then it's like, but what about all the people you are impacting that are being touched by your posts, your stories, your lives over on Facebook, you know, like, you're still impacting people. And like, those, those are your peeps. You know what I'm saying? Like right now my course, like I'm, I'm about to hit maybe like a hundred members in there and I love them so much. Like regardless of if more people come in, I'm like, those are my people that it, those are my members. I'm here to support them. And like, that is who my passion is to create for is them, you know? And don't you get to protective too? Like when you hit a certain level of members in your group, I love that when I look at my spreadsheet that I yeah. have a face to every name. Yes. Yeah. And I, I fear that when you get to the point where you have 500 plus 
members, it's not going to feel the same. Like I have members that will text me and say, I'm in trouble. I'm in the middle of a color and she's bright orange. Can you help me? And I'm like, call me. I'm, I'm, I'm open. Get get on the phone with me. And I'll say, you know, turn your camera on. Let me look, let me help you. And I'm like, as much as I want to help a lot of people, I want to help a little bit of people at a time and really be all in and there for them so that they feel supported because there's so much noise right now. And so much to your point, you can find anything when you Google it and you can go down a million rabbit holes with YouTube, but a YouTube video is not going to solve your problem when that individual person is in your chair and you have a specific issue. It would take you five days to find the video. Right. To right. That particular <laughs> thing. Answers that so, question. Oh my gosh. Totally. I, I love that. You know, that, that um, I like to use the word when I describe what my course, the feel of my course right now, obviously it's still new and from September, but even the experience of working one-on-one, but if I were to describe it, it's an intimate experience. And I like that. I, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, what is it like mass scale is not my thing. Even when I put on an event, um, I used to host a retreat with, um, I don't know if you follow Jamie Dana. Yeah, Ember, Ember yeah. Retreat. I saw that you guys were partners on that. Yeah. yeah, so she's my business partner with Ember. And from the second when we dreamed that up, we were like, this is the complete opposite of the big conferences. Like this is smaller and intimate. And that was a value for us. Like, so we, that's always been a thing for me. And so I definitely feel you on like, I fear right now, I can tell you all of my members, whether they're salon owner, suite owner, you know, um, what they're doing, did they just graduate? Did they, you know, all of those things. And I love that because connection is so important for me. And so, um, yeah, that's just the, I think in general with business, it's like, it's always that balance of growth, but also, um, still being human and connecting with people, you know? I love that. Love that. How do you connect um, right now? Like are people, is it word of mouth buzz in the industry? And and do you find yourself with more sweet rentals than commissions? Like the whole industry is upside down, you know, right at this point, a year post, I I can't say post, but a year into this this, uh, quarantine, I think a lot of people rethought their situations and there's a lot of shifting going on. Do you, do you end up seeing more individuals versus um, larger salons with multiple employees? Um, Definitely. I would say the majority of my students are uh, more independent or salon suite owners. And then, um, and then I have the salon owners that I do have, they're also doing education and they're building like their own brand separate from just having their salon. And then my one-on-one clients are salon owners and online education. You know, they have their courses and platforms and stuff like that. So I do see a huge shift in people figuring out how to add some sort of digital component to their business because of everything that happened last year. So you're seeing more people getting into digital education? 
Yeah, whether it not just even digital, but even just to the um, even just saying, oh, shoot, I need an online shop, <laughs> you know, so then they're like, wait, I do need a website, <laughs> you know, like okay, those so you're doing more like where people can buy products through their website. Yeah, through their website. I just actually added a bonus into my course that was how to add an online shop to your website. And I kind of gave three different ways you can do that, whether it's, you know, the traditional route of buying inventory, marking it up 50% shipping it you're doing all of that or selling through affiliate links but you know um there i think there's so many different ways you can create extra revenue in your business but i think people are finally asking themselves well what is that digital component to my business then because they maybe didn't have to think about that prior to pandemic that's interesting and that's oh my gosh you are one busy girl that is (laughs) It's funny because you most likely feel like me. I almost felt a little bit of survivor guilt during COVID because I was able to just wake up on a Friday and say, you know what, I'm going to do a pop-up event on Tuesday and have seven different educators live in my Facebook group. So I was having like mini hair shows that I just woke up and typed it and said, come. And I, the one I had 2,500 people sign up for and it was people that educators they may have never heard of that you know don't necessarily do the big shows but are really awesome teachers and my husband was like I've never seen you busier or happier like because the audience was home you know normally it's like when do I pick is it a Sunday or Monday now people work Sundays and Mondays what is the best time um so it's everybody was affected so differently that I almost felt bad at how well my life wasn't that different because I work on the computer and I I just read um, somebody on one of the Facebook forums said, I'm actually getting a little sad that it's over because Mm -hmm. that it's almost over because she's like, I can't even imagine going back to that nine to five grind. I think a lot of people are like, why am I dressing up and driving 45 minutes to an office to sit in a cubicle and do what I can do on my computer. Of course, the salon industry is different, but people that could work from home and have worked from home, I think are going to have a really hard time going back to the minutiae and the growing of. Oh yeah. That's my, my aunt and my uncle, I was talking to them yesterday. They work, you know, very traditional nine to five, you know, they go into office, but they haven't done that since COVID. And so, um, their offices were about to reopen and they actually were like, we can do our job just fine from home. In fact, we get it done better because there's, we're not busy with, you know, the in between. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. But for our, um, industry, it's just, uh, I am seeing people, you know, either finally take that leap into online education if they haven't already. And I love helping people develop digital courses, products, templates, whatever it is. Like, um, I definitely have a passion for that. But then I also see, you know, other people that are, um, you know, even just saying, wait a minute, I need to be able to sell retail digitally in case something were to happen. Or what's my, you know, digital plan per se, if I'm not able to work in the salon. I love that because stocking all of that inventory and that was always my least favorite part of being a salon owner. You know, a product would be hot and you would have yeah. four of them. So then right. the next order, you order 12 and then the stylist is over it and they're on to the next hot product. So now yeah. you have eight dusty bottles of that fabulous hairspray that they thought was so great. Right. And then you don't know what to, then you start giving it away in like, you know, donation baskets. And it's this constant, 
you know, trying to guesstimate how many of which, and I know there's a whole science to it, but I never quite figured it out in 30 years. Retail was never a strong point for me, but I do understand as a business owner, how important it is to your bottom line. So the fact that you're able to not only help people with their branding, but get them squared away with a digital option to be able to have that side hustle of income, especially in times like this is amazing. Yeah, You're amazing. So I love you. I want everyone to know who you are. So oh I my hope God. everyone listening. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you. This has been so much fun. I'm like, I, again, just thinking back to when we connected last year and like, it's just, it's crazy what a year has been. And, um, I'm so glad you reached out. Like this has been, I can't wait. I have so many questions for you. I'm like, I can't wait to connect with her after. Cause I'm like, yeah, I want we definitely to, need to your connect. story, you know, even more. So this has been for awesome. Sure. So tell people how they can find all your fabulous trainings and done for you and done yourself and all of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you can connect with me. My website is piperdeyoung.com. My Instagram is at piperdeyoung. And um, I also have my course that I was talking about. So if you are more of a, you're ready to DIY, you have some time to learn, you want to learn a new skill in your business. My course is called the Web Shop Lounge. And I walk you through my step-by-step -step process on how to create your branding and create a professional website at the same time. And then um, on my website, uh, you'll see my done-for-you services as well. And yeah, I'm just like, I'm an, oh, I always say I'm an open book. Please send me a DM if you listen to this and you have a question, like I'm not the type of person that wouldn't answer it. Like, I'm like, I love connecting with people that are like, oh, I listen to this. Do you have this? Or and I love connecting people. So if you DM me and I'm like, I'm always, I, my personality is like, oh, this person, they got to connect with this person. Like that is what I love so much. So yeah, come say hi. <laughs> I love that. And, and I will attest to that. You did answer me right away. And that is not always the case. So um, you are a woman of your word. Um, I will be sure to share all of those things in the show notes as well. So if you're listening and you're on the treadmill or you're driving or you don't have a pen, no worries. All those links will be in the show notes. So I hope that you will connect with Piper and check her out. Her branding is on point. Thank you so much for listening. Piper, thank you for being here. This was such a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Take care, everyone. I'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.